Welcome to Let's Talk Talent, the podcast that digs into the science of how we find, retain, and develop the best people to get the best results. I'm your host, Mark Epp, Management Consultant Director at Talent Plus and Certified Professional Coach. It's a pleasure to welcome to our podcast, Let's Talk Talent, my guest, Scott Whiteford, Director of Leadership Analytics at Talent Plus. Delighted you could be with us today, Scott. Thank you so much. Thank you, Mark. I'm happy to be here. Scott, how long have you worked at Talent Plus? Well, Mark, I've worked at Talent Plus for 17 years, a little shorter than you, I think. Between the two of us, we have 35 years, so a lot of experience working with talented leaders. And, you know, Scott, as we kind of get into our dialogue today, just from my experience with you, you have and continue to contribute a heck of a lot to our company, to our science and to our client successes every single day. And additionally, there's one thing that I really also like about you, and that's you're a really funny guy. So as we get started here to kind of kick us off on a humorous note, is there a story you might share with us? Sure. I appreciate the question, Mark. I was thinking about this this morning. This happened recently. This is a Talent Plus story. And so for the listeners out there that know Talent Plus, one of our favorite exercises is the Focus on You activity. And in the Focus on You activity, we ask our participants about their hot buttons. And you and I have been working at Talent Plus a long time and Of course, we know that when Talent Plus talks about hot buttons, they're talking about things that really energize you or hobbies or things that you really like to do. And I explain that to the client and they're all writing down their focus on yous and and we're going around and there are eight of them. And we start and the first leader is talking about his hot buttons and he's talking about his family and his dogs and his kids and where he likes to hike and travel. And another guy raises his hand and he's like, you don't like any of those things? And we say, well, hot buttons are things that really energize you, hobbies, things that really excite you. He's like, oh, I was writing down things that really annoy me. So he's Mm. thinking this guy is talking about all these people he doesn't like. like. As a a facilitator, and because we do that at Talent Plus so often, I forget that in society, lots of times that's associated with things you don't like. Yeah, I, I can imagine that happening, Scott. Hey, and as you brought up focus on you, tell us a little bit more about that exercise. We do use that at Talent Plus a lot. Explain to our listeners what that exercise is, and maybe they could even incorporate something like that into the work they do every day. Yes, it is one of the best relationship building exercises that I can think of. In fact, I use it with our clients, I use it with the classes I teach, and of course, internally, we use it quite frequently. And uh, the focus on you activity is uh, in groups of five to probably 10, each individual fills out information about themselves. And we give enough room on a piece of paper so they can actually fill in information about others as the others talk, which is a really important piece. Usually in the focus on you, it begins with the name you'd like to be called. Of course, we know that if Probably 10 to 15% of individuals are called by names that they don't like to be called. Mm -hmm. We ask about your hot buttons. Uh, And of course, as we just talked about, those hot buttons are things that really energize you or hobbies. Yeah. Uh, We talk about successes. And because we are so into relationships and understand the importance of relationships, these successes are both work and personally related. And then we usually finish with what's one personal goal and one professional goal. 
And so each person fills out their top line. And then as each individual shares, they fill out the next line on that person with an opportunity to ask questions at the end. Mark, there was a team retreat I did about two years before COVID. And the leader came up to me at the break after the focus on you. And she said, if this is the only activity we did today, I would have found today to be successful. Incredible. Yeah, it's an amazing exercise. And I just want you to clarify something for us. You Mm -hmm. talked about relationships. And I hear from managers all the time, leaders all the time, wait a minute, I need to keep a professional distance from my people, or they'll take advantage of me. They'll take advantage of that relationship. When you talk about relationships at Talent Plus, what are you inferring? Well, you know, it's interesting because at Talent Plus, of course, internally, we say that that plus stands for relationships. Right. We understand through our research that relationships are central to the development of, well, leaders, but also the people who report to those leaders. When examining leaders, as I've had an opportunity to do as a leadership consultant, I often wonder if a leader doesn't understand the team, their people that report to them, how can they individualize their development to each of the people on their teams? I think in our society, we have put up a false wall that doesn't need to exist about not knowing your team members because it's easier to hire and fire them when, in fact, We would argue it's much more difficult to hire and fire them. And we know that investment is so important. And although you may have people on your team that are all doing essentially the same job, the investment that you put into them should be vastly different. And the only way you're going to know how to do any of that is if you have a strong understanding of each individual and that that relationship is indeed two ways. It's not just me knowing more about you and asking all the questions as your leader. It's you knowing about me and asking those questions as well. Absolutely. Scott, I know something really dear to your heart in the work that you do with clients is working with client teams. Mm -hmm. And tell us a little bit about your experience in working with teams and maybe some stories around that. Absolutely. Working with teams has been an exceptionally rewarding piece of my career. And one of the things that we routinely utilize is the team view. Mm. And the team view is a series of questions that asks the participants where they are now and asks the question again, but where they think they ought to be. And so this is on a scale of one to seven. And across those 42 items, you see gaps of anywhere between zero and maybe three or four points. And because the questions are being asked of the team, they're establishing the benchmark. So when we ask, where should your team be or where may the team ought to be, we're asking them to define the benchmark. And so when we see a three-point gap, say it's something like our team communicates well. Well, the team's average is a three and they say we should be a six. Okay, that's a three-point gap we then can help them, we can work with them on initiatives to close those gaps. And so there's been several times over my career where we've walked into an organization and we've seen some of these gaps. And, you know, with those 42 questions, an average team is going to have 10 to 14 gaps, even the strong teams. And we're going to put in place initiatives to close those gaps. What can we do 
so that the next time we measure this, we see different results. And indeed, the times that we've had an opportunity to reassess that team, we've seen those different results. We've seen those gaps closed. We've seen trust evolve or trust increase. And so knowing that, knowing that those impacts about bringing those teams together can have such an outstanding outcome on revenue, on engagement, and eventually, of course, customer satisfaction. I just find that part very rewarding, partly because it has to do with my degree and partly because I think it has such an impact. You need to leverage your people's natural talents to make the greatest individual and organizational impact. TeamView can help. TeamView is a survey and facilitated discussion designed to understand the dynamics of an existing team and identify opportunities for action. Find out more at go.talentplus.com forward slash TeamView. You know, what you said and what you shared with us is essential because I think our leaders listen to our podcast because they want to see different results. It's what it's all about. It's what we're all about is helping our listeners close that gap. That's how I know you and I gain our greatest sense of satisfaction is when we see clients be more successful to move toward where they want to go. And it's exciting to do that. So with these experiences then, Scott, what are some of the dynamics that make up a great team? So a shared vision is, I think, the first place to start. Strong communication, desire on accomplishing projects that reach that vision, having at least some of the folks be intellectually curious and really want to see how to evolve, and having leaders genuinely interested in the development of their team members. One of the things that I think is understated is when I talk to leaders about what career investment have they placed in their team members, a lot of them will talk about, I've had a conversation with them to show them how they can improve to reach the next level. And my first question to them is, how do you know that they want to reach the next level? How do you know that that method of improvement is really going to work for them. I encourage my leaders to, when they have those career investment discussions, that the street actually goes the other way. What do they want out of that work? What do they want out of the career? What are their long-term goals? And then being able to take that information and the leader help synthesize the vision of the organization or the vision of the team with the vision of the individual. So when we look at great teams, one of the baseline pieces is, has the leader set that team up to be great? Okay, after they've done that, then do they have the strong communication? Do they have the strong shared vision, the desire to learn, the focus to reach those outcomes? And then, of course, ultimately, strong trust on the team. That's what I've seen with great teams. You know, talking about shared vision, communication, one of the things that comes to mind when you talk about that and what the last point that you made here is figuring out what do the individuals on your team want and how does that align to the shared vision and the goals of that team or that organization? Well, it sounds to me, Scott, when you put those two together, it's a collaborative process between the leader and the individual rather than saying to the leader, you have to figure out what this person needs and tell them what to do. It's much more collaborative. That sounds to me like 
it's a, a much more satisfying and valuable process. It absolutely is. That collaboration is so important. When we look at leaders that think that they are driving the Iditarod dog sled, if the top dog is driving the dog sled, what we would see from a Talent Plus perspective is that leader just happens to be the one out in front, but pulling the dog sled with the rest of the team. And that's the collaboration that we like to see and I think creates strong teams. Yeah. So Scott, toward the end of our discussion, I always like to ask, what three actions would you want our listeners to take after hearing this podcast today? The three things that I would want our listeners to take away from this podcast is one, what does their career investment discussion look like with each of their team members? Are they really seeking to understand what those team members want out of their job, out of their career, their long-term vision, and how can they help align them with the organization's vision? That's number one. Number two is really understanding the team as a whole. What do those team dynamics look like? How can the leader help create a stronger team? Doesn't have to necessarily be through something like TeamView, but it can be through appreciative inquiry or discussions with the team as a whole. How can they help that team continue to evolve? That would be the second thing that I would want our listeners to walk away with. And the third thing that I'd want them to walk away with is not to limit the people on their team by knowledge, skills, and experience. Don't overemphasize those pieces of the decision, because if you do, you're likely going to run into adverse impact. But even worse, just from a production standpoint, you're going to be selecting from a much smaller group of individuals than if you're focusing on the talent side. So if I had three things I'd want my listeners to walk away with, it'd be those three things. Tell us a little bit more. You said a career investment discussion. Explain that a little bit more for our leaders. What is that and how can we help them benefit from that? Yes. So a career investment discussion, I've seen them as often as monthly updates anyway, uh, but at least annually, an in-depth discussion with each of the individuals on the team, not about their performance from last year. It's fine if you touch on that. That's great. Not about something that they did six months ago and they need to correct. That should be done in real time. But in understanding what that individual wants out of their careers and how then to best motivate them, how to best help them, how to best clear hurdles out of the way. One of the things I often use with my uh, leaders is what's called a career investment discussion guide. And the beauty of that guide is that it is easily individualized to each of the team members on the team. So even though it's one guide, the leader can approach each of those team members using the guide, but in very different methods to get very different outcomes, as they should. They're all different people out there. And so that's one of the things that I see is really helpful is is that career investment discussion guide. Scott Whiteford, thank you so very much. It's been an absolute privilege for me to be able to have this time with you. As always, I am inspired by the things you say and am privileged to know you not only as a colleague, but also as a friend. Scott, thank you so very much. Thank you for having me, Mark. It was my pleasure. And I'm so glad that you're doing this. And I'm glad that you're a friend of 17 years as well. Thanks for listening to this episode of Let's Talk Talent. I'm your host, Mark Epp. 
If you're looking to develop the natural talent of your team but need help, check out Talent Plus Solutions and tune in next week for a new episode. If you like what you heard today, please like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.